how are you feeling today, by the way, before we get started? Um, some improvement. Uh, still pretty tired. So I think we're on the right track. We'll know a little more as each day goes by. Yeah, okay. So today we're doing I Am the Boss. And anytime you're ready, Tom, we can just get going with scene one. Well, it was great to be a beekeeper. Hello and welcome to Notes from the Bee Yard. You're listening to episode 39, I Am the Boss. Today's episode is special for two reasons. First, it's about a perfect day, a beautiful day spent in the bee yard working with honeybees. Second, this is the last recording that Andy and I made with Tom Theobald before he passed away on November 10th, 2021. My name is Laura Tyler. I'm your producer and host. This is episode 39, I Am The Boss. It's the last episode in season one of Notes from the Bee Yard, written by Tom Theobald in 1991 and read by Tom in October 2021. Spring is always a perplexing time for beekeepers. To get the work done out in the field, I need warm, sunny days with the temperature around 60 or above and little or no wind. At the same time, I need the moisture that will produce a lush spring bloom. Like anyone else, I want it all. In a repeating pattern of 10 days of sunny weather, punctuated by two or three days of soft rain. I seldom get what I want. This spring has been a typical example of what I want and what I get. It was dry through March and thoughts of drought began to loom. But then a wet spring snow bought some time and eased us into the dandelion flow nicely. But then... Just as the first shipment of queens arrived, the worst of all frustrations appeared. Cool, cloudy days just bad enough to keep me out of the field, but yielding little moisture to compensate for the lost time. The last of the queens went into the colonies just two days ago, after having been in the bank for a full three weeks. Work that should have been done in 10 days stretched out over 21. The bees have been held back by this unpredictable weather nearly as much as I have, and they are 10 days to two weeks behind where they should be at this time of year. Although there has been a good dandelion bloom, the bees have had limited flight time to take advantage of it. They would bring in large quantities of new nectar during the sunny days, only to have them followed by an equal number of cloudy ones. Confined to the hives and unable to fly, they consumed what had been stored and had to start the whole process over when the sun returned. Because of the changeable nature of the weather, 
Little or no surplus has been stored. And at best, the bees have just been making wages. The first thunderstorms rolled through the valley, accompanied by a little hail and a clap of thunder near the house that lifted the dog off the living room floor. Thus levitated, Molly decided the bedroom was the safest place to be, and we didn't see her again until the storm had passed. There are some positive aspects to this bad weather, though. It has given me time to work on equipment brought in from the bee yards to be cleaned up, repaired, and repainted, and then taken back out again. And there have been some good days as well, when the elements conspired to produce a near-perfect day, when it was great to be a beekeeper, great to be alive. Last Wednesday I had one of these days at my bee yard on the Highland Canal, north of Longmont. This bee yard has long been one of my favorites under any conditions, but on this particular day, it was absolutely mesmerizing. With the temperature in the 60s, it was warm enough for the bees to fly freely and take advantage of the dandelions, cool enough that I could work comfortably. The land was lush and green from the wet snow two days earlier, the bees gentle and easy to work with. The new dandelion nectar dripped out on my pants legs and boots each time I tipped a comb looking for the queen. Just before the bee yard, the canal steps down in elevation, forming a 12-foot waterfall emptying into a pond where herons often fish at low water. As I worked, I had birdsong overhead and the soothing patter of the water as it dripped over the edge of the falls into the water below. To the west, across a patchwork of fields, the Continental Divide loomed high and white against a clear blue Colorado sky. It would be hard to conceive of a better day than that. I even had two visitors that day, a rare occurrence at the bee yards. The first was a doctor who lives to the south. I heard him call from across the ditch as he rode up on horseback. For a time his dog barked at the strange apparition in the goofy getup, but before long realized that I wasn't the swamp thing and quieted down. The doctor and I had met once before at the bee yard. As we chatted about the bees, he said, Say, have you ever read that paper called The Fence Post? And we realized we had another common bond. It is always nice to meet a reader. The second visitor was the landowner, who showed up to get some things from the loafing shed near the bee yard just as I had finished up. As Don walked over to where I was languishing by the truck with a cup of coffee, he jokingly asked, Does the boss know you are taking a break in the middle of the afternoon? 
to which in mock seriousness I replied, I am the boss. I thought a little about that friendly exchange later on. In a time when most people work for someone else, I felt fortunate to be the boss. On those days when all is well, there is no better role to ask for, and the sense of freedom and independence only adds to the pleasure of a perfect day. It's those days that keep me going, working alone. They help to balance out the other days. When the bees are cross, equipment is breaking down, the work is backing up, and I wish I had someone to buck the problems up or down to. The following day was just as pleasant. In the morning, I put the last of the queens in the colonies I had split the day before and released the last one to the bank, closing down the first shipment of queens. In the afternoon, as I changed into my boots to go out to till the garden, Ahead of the approaching storm, I happened to glance out the west window. Against the backdrop of delicate new aspen leaves shimmering in the breeze, brightly colored goldfinches pillaged the feeders in sunlight. As I stepped from the back door, eager to sink the tiller into the rich soil I had worked for years, I was stopped dead in my tracks by the overpowering fragrance of the Dolga crab in full bloom. As I paused there, I could hear the hum of thousands of workers, busy above my head. In the distance, cloud shadows chased across green foothills, and I thought, for now at least, it's good to be the boss. You still there? I am. How are you managing? Barely. Okay, you want to just be done for the day? How many redos do you have? Probably about half, and I don't want to... It'll be better for us to... Because we want to talk about the episode afterwards. While, like, after you had done it soon after... That would be better. Yeah, so let's pick it up another time. But this will be absolutely fine. I'm I, uh, everything that we need. Slid out of bed between the... The bed in the chair last night had to call for Tracy. No. She had to call for Brian. And it took the two of them, one on each arm, to get me up and back in bed. Ugh. So, I think this is part of the healing process. Okay. Yeah. Let's, so, yeah. Let's, I think you should rest. We did great work today. We've got some great takes and then we can pick it up again next time and we'll have a head start. Yeah. Sounds, sounds better. Okay. I think. That sounds good. And you did great today. We absolutely have some beautiful takes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to stop recording. Thank you for listening to Notes from the Bee Yard. Tom and I started this project as a way to spend time and have an adventure together when we both knew that the end was near. 
for me, it's an expression of love for Tom and for this whole community of friends and beekeepers that he nurtured in Boulder County, Colorado and beyond. It's an extraordinary group of people, men and women, were connected by our friendship with Tom. Will there be a season two? I have an exciting idea. It's based on Tom's work as a honeybee advocate and critic of the bee-killing pesticides, some of which we touched on in episode 36, Working the Night Shift. Two things need to come together to move forward. We need material and we need community support. I'm organizing both. Would you like to get involved? Hop on over to notesfromthebr.buzz to connect. In the meantime, love and gratitude to all you listeners and friends of Tom. Thank you for listening.